Knowledge of truth, loud sounding wisdom, sing to the Lord a new song. The base of my message comes to you from the gospel reading, specifically these words. Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. If you wish to take notes, there's this uh, cream-colored page insert inside your bulletin. You wish to take notes during the message. Good morning. Good morning. And greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is the head of the church. I decided to go into a business venture that I think would make a lot of money. I'm going to open two restaurants in town. One is called I Don't Know. Where do you want to go for supper? I don't know. Where do you want to have some lunch? I don't know. I think I'll do quite well. The other one is going to be called, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go for supper? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Right? I'm hungry. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Never mind. Okay. It's hard sometimes trying to keep everybody happy. Let's talk about this. Have you ever tried to keep everybody happy? Maybe family or business, maybe friends. How'd that work out? Not too well. If you ever try to get everyone on the same page, maybe by the family reunion or a get-together, maybe a company you work for, sometimes it's very difficult to get everyone on the same page and try to keep everybody happy. How'd that work out? Sometimes it doesn't work out quite that well. Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, once said, you can keep all the people happy some of the time, and some of the people happy all the time, but you can't keep what? All the people happy all the time. It just isn't going to work. If it's anyone's goal here to keep everybody happy, prepare to have some ulcers and go talk to a counselor because it's just not going to what? You're going to find yourself a very frustrated person or the same way trying to get everyone on the same page. just not going to work. Why? People have different likes and dislikes and opinions and are on the same page, so hence... I don't know, and where do you want to go for supper, right? right? Very difficult sometimes to get everyone on the same page, to think alike, and to keep everyone happy. Trying to keep everyone on the same page like herding cats and catching shadows, guess what? <laughs> it's extremely difficult to do. We might have some really grandiose ideas and hopes, but guaranteeing to do it uh, just isn't easy. I've been married to my wonderful wife for 33 years, and sometimes... We disagree. I'm sure that for many of you, married for a long time, or family members, or even a place that you enjoy working, sometimes you don't always agree. Sometimes our lives, whether in our home, our workplace, with friends, even our family and church, we're all always on the what? It's just really hard to get everybody on the same page, to keep everyone happy, to keep everyone where they all need to be. It's a very difficult thing to do. We have different opinions and likes and dislikes and different passions. Now, when I think about trying to keep everybody happy and everybody on the same page, uh, sometimes I'm sort of a movie buff, and sometimes I think about the movie Hoosiers. Have you ever seen it? If you haven't seen it, that's right. If you haven't seen the movie Hoosiers, you need to watch it. So I'm going to give you a, a spoiler alert. Hoosiers was actually named the best sports movie by Sports Illustrated and ESPN in the 20th century. It's about Coach Norman Dale, who happens to go to a small town in Indiana to coach the high school basketball team. Now, us Ohioans, we can somewhat relate to Indiana, or I don't know how you say it, the Hoosiers, that high school basketball is almost a what? A religion. They have, they have literally high school stadiums in which they fit 15, 18,000 fans into it. 
High school basketball religion is almost like high school football in Ohio, or maybe college football in Nebraska. It's religion. It's the only thing they have to do in Nebraska. But anyways, Coach Normandale comes, and he coaches six young men, and he finds out that not everyone's on the same page with him. The town folks aren't. I mean, the pastor and the barber and the businessmen and the farmer, they're on the same page with the coach. They say, just let the boys go out and play. If you let them shoot, they're good enough to be two, three games above 500, and maybe win one or two games in a tournament, that'll be fine. They're not on the same page with him. Coach Norman Dale wants to teach them the game of basketball. He disciplines them. He teaches them how to dribble between chairs. He teaches them how to pass. He teaches them how to play team defense, and most of all, I'm the coach. You're not, you're not going li- to listen. You're not going to listen to me. You're going to ride the what? You're going to ride the bench. In one scene in the movie, a player refused to listen to the coach and pass it four times. He got seated on the bench, and one of the players fouled out, left only four players in the, in the, on, the, on the field, in, in the court, and the ref said, okay, coach, you only have four players. He goes, what about the fifth guy who's on the bench? Nope, my team's on the floor. They weren't on the same page with him. Coach Normandale knew what it was like not to have the town or the team on the same page with him. Now, if you want to know what happens, the best player joins a team, and we have to watch the movie. This is back in the day when Indiana had one class of basketball being on the same page. Now, our Lord, many times he finds out that people are on the same page with him. So in Matthew 16, he tells us about a young rich man. And the young rich man is interested in a big question in life. He, he, he wants to know what he must do to have eternal life. Well, we all know you don't work your way to heaven. But he asks Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? And so Jesus sort of played that game with him. You know, keep the commandments, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness and love your neighbor. And and the man said all this, but he's still not on the same page with Jesus. And finally, Jesus pointed out to him. He told the rich young man, sell all your what? Give it to the poor, come follow me, have eternal life. Now, he couldn't do it. And see, what Jesus was pointing out wasn't that you can't have possessions, but Jesus was pointing out what was the man's God, his what? was on the same page with Jesus. Now, Jesus didn't call him back and say, hey, i tell you what. You keep half, I take half. Or we'll do a 40, 60, 30, 70 sort of thing. Jesus didn't do it. Now, legend had it that this young man came back to Jesus with a repentant heart and understood that possessions was his God. You see, sometimes we're not always on the same page with Jesus. There's a story. Now, this might sound odd to us, but Jesus isn't the most well-liked person. A lot of people aren't on the same page with Jesus. Well, first of all, who? Who? His family and his friends. His mother, even his siblings, his half-siblings, came up to him and said, Jesus, what is this stuff that you're saying that you're the bread of life and whoever eats your flesh and drinks your blood will have forgiveness of sins? Where did you ever get that idea from? And Jesus, what are you talking about that you're the Messiah of the world, that you came to do the Father's will? What are you talking about, Jesus? What is this whole thing about being baptized by spirit in the fire? What are you talking about that you might see the Father's kingdom? What, what are you talking about, Jesus? Jesus, don't you know Dad had a really good woodworking business and a really good carpentry business? And why are you saying all this odd stuff? I know that you know carpentry. You can pick up where Dad left off and you can have a pretty comfortable life. Even Jesus' family and friends were on the same page with him. Well, who else was on the same page? Well, the religious leaders, the Sadducees and Pharisees. Jesus was not on the same page as them. They were on the same page with him. Jesus, what are you doing hanging out with those low lives? Who are you to say in the synagogue that you're fulfilling the words of Isaiah? 
One time the Sadducees and Pharisees got so upset with him they started throwing rocks. As a matter of fact, they got so upset with him they put him where? On the cross. The Sadducees and Pharisees, just like his family, are on the same page with him. Who else isn't? Well, sometimes his disciples weren't either. Jesus said the Son of Man must suffer and die and three days rise again. And Peter said, no, Lord, you must never die. I was hoping you are going to hit it big, and since I'm your roadie, I get a piece of the pie too. The disciples are arguing about who's the greatest. They're not on the same page with Jesus. Jesus isn't the most well-liked, and a lot of people aren't on the same page with Jesus. But Jesus and his mission, they're on the same page. Let's review that for a minute. What does that mean? Jesus and his mission are on the same page. Well, Jesus' page is to bring mercy to who? All. Including those low lives. Including people of and not of the house of Israel. Including people that sometimes you and I wouldn't look twice at. His mercy, his mission is to bring mercy to all. He's on the same page and his truth will create division. Wherever the truth is spoken, some people will not like it. Jesus is not in the business of keeping everybody happy. Truth by nature is painful and truth will cause division. Now, friends in Christ, this is an interesting month in our nation. We get to hear and see all sort of things. But in spite of what's happening this month, we will speak the truth in love. Let me say that again. Speak the truth in love. In spite of this, what's happening. One man, one woman, we speak the truth in love, realizing that truth itself causes division, but we're not out to cause division. But remember, being on the same page of Jesus will mean sometimes division and someone will not be happy. But we gladly do it following our Lord's footsteps. He's there with us. Speak the truth in love. What about means that Jesus is on the same page? He has the same page of the mission. Well, he's here to deepen his communion with his children. He's here that we might grow closer to him. How? Come to this house. Hear, believe. Receive the Lord's Supper. Remember who we are. Be on the same page of Jesus means he draws people into his kingdom. Same thing happens today. There's always people in life with God. The church is always growing. He's always drawing people into his kingdom. And finally, he equips his people for greater deeds. Be on the same page of Jesus realizes is that Jesus leads us in a situation in which we can serve him more. In a difficulty, in pain, in loss, Jesus is equipping us to do greater things, to look out for others. Where would your life be and my life be if we didn't have to go through hardships? Would we be the same character of people we are now that if we didn't have to go through that? Or maybe where would our life be if we didn't have experiences in which we are called to grow and that we're called to mature? You see, God equips us to do greater things. He hung out three years with his disciples and said, said, said to his disciples, watch me, look at how I do ministry, you do it likewise. He equips us to do those. This is Jesus' ministry. His ministry and who he's about, it's the same page. They're in unison with one another, and there's great blessings. So I think about being on the same page. I think this verse summarizes it. Can you all read it with me? Whoever does God's will is my brother, sister, and mother. To be on the same page of Jesus is to do the Father's will. You know the Ten Commandments? 
love God and love others, be on the same page of Jesus. When I think about St. John Lutheran Church, I think about us being on the same page. Three, three things we do to be on the same page. First of all, let's mature in the faith. To be on the same page, all of us need to be maturing. Now, when I say maturity, what I mean by that is a person who's mature is able to act accordingly to their age. They're able to function according to their age and experience. So you and I are called to mature. We're not called to remain children in the faith. We're called to mature. Now, when I think about maturing, we can think like this. How did I handle things 5, 10, 15 years ago? Hopefully, how I handle things now are much better than how I handle things, what? 5, 10, 15 years ago. There's, there's a maturity. Uh, there's a learning to grow. There's handling things better. There's more knowledge. There's more experience and wisdom for me to handle life better. We are all called to mature in the faith. Jesus said, go therefore and make what? Well, disciples is a maturing person. How do we mature? Hang out with mature people. Take part in Bible study. Do your home devotions. Hear and listen and believe the message and mature. I believe that all of us need to mature until the day we what? Die. There's some very mature people in their 90s. They might not be able to do a whole lot, but they're very mature. I don't think they're as maybe that as mature when they were 70 or 50. Mature in the faith. All of us need to mature in the faith. Be in a Bible study. Portals of prayer. Read the scripture. What? Mature. When I think about us being on the same page, I think about loving and patience. Well, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And how we talk to each other, I'm talking right now about our words and our mouth. How we talk to each other makes all the difference in the world. Speak the truth in love. A kind word turns away wrath. Honey is better than vinegar. Sweetness, kindness, love is patient and kind. In my vicarage congregation, my supervising pastor was a son of a pastor, and his father always told him this. Remember, it's not what is said that's important, it's how it's said. Let me say it again. It's not what is said that's important, it's what? How it's said. I'll say it again. It's not what is said that's important, it's what? How it's said. We all remember that. It's not what is said, it's how it's said. So I think about us being on the same page. Love in patience. Even though we disagree with a person, it's okay. Kindness. I like it like this. A huge bucket of tact. Do you know what tact is? You all know what I mean when I say tact? We need a big bucket of tact. Tact is saying difficult things and things that might not make people happy, but in a way that doesn't stomp their rights and their feelings. We speak difficult things in kindness. And I need help with that. We all need help with that. Remember, it's not what is said, it's what? How it's said. When I think about us being on the same page, I think about us abounding in grace. What does that mean? Well, this is a place where we're forgiven no matter what. We repent and we're forgiven and we abound in grace with each other. It's a grace place. I, I picked up this thought when I was in the seminary. And in the seminary, my first class was summer Greek. So I spent a summer learning Greek. So if you, you, you think about a fun summer, think about learning Greek. And we'd have seven hours of classes a day in Greek all summer, <laughs> okay? And there was a very kind-hearted uh, student, a, a fellow classmate, and he had a really good soul, and he struggled with Greek. And sometimes we struggle with different things. And we knew he struggled with Greek. It's not the easiest language to learn. Do you ever hear the statements, what? 
Greek to me. There's a reason for that. It's difficult. And, and not some of us knew he, he was struggling, but I remember our, our seminary president said, remember here, this is a grace place. This is a place where grace abounds. And if you struggle, we're going to help you out. We're not going to toss you out the door because you struggle with Greek. Some people struggle with other things. It's a grace place. When I think about St. John being on the same page, I think about what? We're all maturing in the what? Faith. You mature, you can speak the truth in love. It all comes from maturing. Mature, speak the truth in love. It's not what it says, how it's said. And finally, a place of grace. No matter who you are in your sin, it's a place of grace. Being on the same page. So the Lord calls us to be one in heart and mind on the same page, in the same mission with him, by his grace. So how about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? Let us ever walk with Jesus, follow his example pure, through a world that would deceive us, and to sin our spirits, Lord. Onward in his footsteps treading, pilgrims here our home above, full of faith and hope and love. Let us do the Father's bidding. Faithful Lord, with me abide. I shall follow where you die. And for us on the same place, same page, and all God's people say what? Amen. Amen.